Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and with me today is my wonderful wife, Stacy. Hi there. Hi, Stace. <laughs> and we're bringing you something special today uh, on the Ransom Tar podcast. We are excerpting um, three talks over these three podcasts from your retreat, Stacy. the captivating retreats that you do here in Colorado. Right. This is called the Pearl Collection. This is 10 years in the making, sessions from our retreat that have been selected as the best of the best. And then these podcasts are portions, excerpts of those sessions. So they're not the full thing. You kind of dive in at one point and and get a lot, but not all of it. So I hope you really enjoy them. So what you're going to hear today is first an excerpt from Stacy's talk on the larger story. That's right. We're skipping over Act 1 and Act 2 and diving straight into Act 3. Act three of the larger story from Captivating. When Jesus comes into the scene, he tells us the plot of the story, and it is more rich and more beautiful than most of us realize. Jesus is baptized by God, by John, by God in the Jordan, and he receives the Father's blessing, and then he goes out into the wilderness to have a showdown with Satan. Satan wants him to worship him. He wants him to give his heart away to him, and Jesus will not do it. He is the only person ever who will not do it. No, he says, Jesus wins. And then Jesus comes out of the wilderness, and he walks into the synagogue. He's about to begin his ministry, his whole mission, why he came. And you remember how he announces himself? He walks to the front, he's handed the scroll of Isaiah, he can read anything, and he enrolls it to Isaiah 61. He says, I'm here to heal the brokenhearted and to set the captive free. I am here to restore something and then to release something. You, your heart. I'm here to heal your heart and then set it loose. Okay, this is astonishingly good news. He did not say, I have moved heaven and earth. I have snuck into the enemy camp disguised as a babe so that you would behave yourselves. (laughs) That you would get it right. Would you get your doctrine perfect? That's not the invitation of Christianity. Christianity is an invitation to life, to restoration and life. I have come that you might have life, says Jesus, and life to the full. In him was life. And his life was the light of men. And he who has the Son has life. Thou hast made known to me the paths of life. Jesus says, I have come to heal your heart and then set you free to live the life that I have dreamt of you living before you were born. So he's not scrapping your heart. He's not saying, oh, that is just 
whoa, that is just beyond repair ever. No, he's healing it. He's giving us a new one. He gives us a new one when we believe in him and choose him, love him in response. I'm setting a new heart in you so that you can live, live with me. And then play your irreplaceable role. The climax of Act 3 is at the cross of Golgotha when Jesus pays the price that needed to be paid and he dies for us. In the movie Gladiator, Maximus, who is the gladiator, who was supposed to be the emperor, he is the one who was named as the rightful ruler. But the evil Commodus has usurped his throne and is ruling in his place and has decided, fine, we'll have a battle to the death. But Commodus, unbeknownst to everyone watching, has already given a death blow to Maximus in the back and then covered it up. So Maximus is dying. But he fights Commodus because he wants the people to be free. He wants the vision that the true emperor had for his people to come to pass. He fights Commodus and he wins. And Commodus dies. And in the film, Maximus stays in the grave, but our Jesus did not. The grave couldn't hold him. Death couldn't keep him. Satan couldn't defeat him. Our Jesus is the risen and victorious Lord. He is alive. He is alive, and he is mighty to save. He came to rescue us. He came to ransom us. It's the free gift, the free offer of salvation, of life, of forgiveness, of joy, knowing him, union with him. And like any free gift, it's one that has to be received. Just to clarify, it is not enough to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Demons believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. God asks us to receive him as our Lord, as our Savior, which means to surrender our life to him and say, you are worthy. You are my king. I receive your forgiveness and the price you paid for me. Come, put a new heart in me. I want you. That's the offer. It's marvelous. If you haven't done that yet, do it now. (laughs) Now we are living near the end of Act 3. Now we are living in that fierce battle for the hearts of others all around us. But the first battle is always for our own hearts. We can't live as well as we want to live or love as well as we want to love until we get that back increasingly. Everything else flows from there. Okay, everything I have said, this is the backdrop of your life. This is the backdrop of your life. There's not one thing that has happened in your life that was an accident, random. Your life is an integral part of a love story that God is telling, and yes, it is set in the midst of a life and death battle. The beauty, the adventure, that is what is most real and most true. But it is a battle to get them back, a battle for freedom. 
So everything there we're going to be speaking on, everything flows from this. Everything flows from here. I needed to, to get it into context, the story of our life, the clarity of our lives, what God is up to, who we are, what the enemy is up to, why we long for the things that we long for, and that you are more than you thought. The world has been wrong about you. This is where we live now, in the not yet. But this is not the end of our story, is it? Oh, no. There is an act for coming. Every love story has a consummation, and ours does. And so we look forward to heaven where real life begins. One last scene from the movie, Titanic. It's the end of the movie. And Rose has lived a full life filled with beauty and adventure. But now she's an aged woman. And it's time for her to move on. The Titanic is no longer broken, destroyed, and pieces shattered on the bottom of the ocean. It is restored, perfect, complete, whole. Jesus doesn't say, I'm making all new things. He says, I am making all things new. This is a picture of heaven for us. And Rose has died, but she lives. And she goes into the ballroom where she is surrounded by the great company of witnesses who have preceded her and gone before all of those great hearts of the kingdom. She's dressed in white linen, pure, spotless, a wedding gown. And waiting for her at the top of the stairs is the one who she said has saved her in every way a woman can be saved. This is our story. This is our story. Yes, for now, our life is a journey with high stakes and frequent danger. Yes, yes. But we have turned a corner. We have. And the long years in exile are winding down and we are approaching our true home. There's no longer any question on whether or not we're going to make it there or if it's going to be good when we get there because faithful is he who called you and he will do it. And God says, eye is not seen nor ear heard. It can't even imagine what is prepared for those who love him. One day soon, we will round the corner and all our dreams will come true. In heaven, All you long to be, you will be. All you wish you had, you will have. And all that has hurt us so deeply will be completely washed away. See, God is not merely the author of the story. He is the hero of the story. And you, you, my friend, you are not some nameless extra. You are the beauty of the kingdom. In the last book of the last series of the Chronicles of Narnia called The Last Battle, C.S. Lewis wrote, but the things that began to happen after that were so great and beautiful that I cannot write them. 
And for us, this is the end of all stories, but we can most truly say that they all lived happily ever after. For them, it was only the beginning of the real story. All their life in this world and all their adventures in Narnia had only been the cover and the title page. Now, at last, they were beginning chapter one of the great story which no one on earth has read, which goes on forever, in which every chapter is better than the one before. Oh, the reunions we will have. This is our story. This is our hope. And our Jesus is waiting for that day, more than we could imagine. But we can try. Our story begins once upon a time. And our story ends. And they lived happily ever after. It's a true story. It's coming. You are living in the greatest story that has ever been told. We hope you've enjoyed this taste, as Stacy said, kind of an appetizer from the Pearl Collection, which is 10 years of the best talks from our captivating retreats that we do here in Colorado. And so for more, you can come to our website at ransomedheart.com. You can download the entire Pearl Collection, or you can order it on CDs to what, Stace? What will the Pearl Collection do? Well, just listening to this must have heightened your hope and reawakened your desire. And the Pearl Collection will strengthen your faith and your heart for Jesus. It's really good. It's really good. So thanks for listening, friends.